How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How about that? Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It was the first time that a Kyle Shanahan team has trailed going into the fourth quarter by five points or more and actually won the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was amazing. I, there's a lot to unpack here about the Packers and we'll get into their offseason and Jordan Love's performance and all that. But the 49ers were so lucky to win this game, Perloff. What? In the driving rain, Brock Purdy, his Achilles heel is clear. It is out there. It is front and center. This dude has trouble playing in the rain. Yeah. And it is ironic that that is the one weather element that you have to deal with playing in the Bay Area. I mean, but Bay Area does actually not get a lot of rain. It's not something you would normally think about. Like, does anybody think it's going to, I don't know what the weather report is, but likely it's going to be fine for Sunday. This Sunday coming up, it's likely to be fine. But we saw last year it rained against the Seahawks. They ended up winning that game in the divisional round, wild card round, pardon me. And we saw the game in Cleveland when it was a driving rain and Brock Purdy had trouble. And we saw on Saturday night. But every quarterback has trouble in the driving rain. Yeah, but Jordan Love really didn't have that kind of trouble. Uh, The fourth quarter, there were a couple throws that clearly came out of his hand wrong. Well, and obviously the game-stealing interception that you just saw was one of the most ill-advised plays you could have. He did everything that a quarterback's not supposed to do, which is backwards, across the body, across the field. But Jordan Love, I thought, had a much better command of this game than Purdy did. I mean, Purdy, and listen, they won. They're moving on. They're going to face the Lions. We'll break down that game. I did not think that Purdy played well for 90% of this game. That was an adventure. He was throwing the ball at times where you didn't know who he was even targeting, let alone was there a receiver who was going to catch the ball. He was high. He was wide. At, even for the the receptions uh, and, and some of the catches that his receivers had, it was contorted. There was nothing easy. It was off the shoelaces. There was nothing easy about yeah, that BC, game for Purdy in the offense. Because he was under pressure. He was throwing the ball away. He was avoiding sacks. Half of those throws, he was just about to get hit and just chucked it to the ground. Oh, no, 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 and There no, was no. one. Oh, no, total. no, no. You're oh, not going to let Brock Purdy off the hook there like that. So... You have to acknowledge he didn't play well for most of the game. I'll acknowledge that he made three Critical passes, three to four critical passes on that final drive, but you have to acknowledge that he was he was a liability for a lot of that I game. I would say, mo- yeah, but all those incompletions, a lot of times it was third and ten, and he was totally under pressure. He just kind of grounded it. Uh, mo- he was not that bad. You're making it seem like, except for the interception 
that was dropped at the beginning of the game. There After, were two interceptions that should have but been. But one really bad one that probably yes. would have been a pick six. Yes. After that, he totally settled down and took took kind of took what was there. He was throwing a lot of balls away so, to avoid sacks. Because honestly, he, he, every NFL quarterback now is a master at avoiding sacks. Yep. Was anybody sacked all weekend long? No. I thought he was just uh, playing ball control. And one more thing, too, about the Packers. The Packers had hit that field goal. That game had changed direction. The Niners were going to kill them in overtime. I felt like the Niners settled down finally and started playing like the, the Niners. I, I thought the direction of that game was headed San Francisco's way for sure. And I, I honestly, even if Green Bay had come up with, they were not going to come up with something on that final drive because the 49ers defense had finally showed up in the fourth quarter. Okay, they did. But honestly, until Jordan Love threw that pick to seal the game, I thought the Packers were kind of driving there. I mean, they were only at their own 36, but they were starting to move the ball a little bit. I mean, they start first down, they go to Dobbs for eight yards, then it was an incompletion, but then Musgrave, then they... Then he throws the deep interception, and it was on first and 10. And this is like young quarterbacks making bad mistakes. Listen, I'll give it to Purdy that on that final drive, he was good. The only missed throw was a drop by George Kittle. Um, but watching that game, I was like, ooh, Purdy's a liability right now. He really was. And if there's there's not going to be any rain next week, and obviously you're, if you go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be at the desert. So I think we're all in a dome. In a dome. Like, uh, it's don't, not going to matter. Don't make that mistake. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to matter. I get it. But this is it, the true 49er fan. You have to be a little uncomfortable oh after you saw that. So Purdy was 23 for 39. So that's 16 incompletions. I swear, at least 11 of them, he was just throwing the ball away. You're being 252 generous. yards, one touchdown, no picks, in a driving rainstorm. And he had the key game-winning drive. It could have gotten a lot worse for a Kyle Shanahan quarterback because I've seen it go a lot <laughs> yeah, worse. that's true. This was, this was not a great Brock Purdy game, obviously. The dude dropped back and had to wipe his hand in the middle of his drop back I and know, throw the ball. I know, that's a problem. Starting yeah, the game a, with a glove. But Jordan that's a problem. Love didn't have any of that. Uh, he did in the fourth quarter. Okay. Fourth quarter, you want he to play the rain, fine. It was third and two, and he had Aaron Jones about four feet in front of him and airmailed it about six feet over his head because the ball came out funny in the yep. rain. I, I think you cannot ignore the driving rainstorm. Just to, to have 252 yards and a touchdown is something in that condition. If it's can, dry, now here's the, the much bigger problem to me is uh, the injury to Debo Samuel. Yeah. If, when the second Debo Samuel went out, their Kyle Shanahan's fifteen play script went out the window with him. They have no idea. They they look totally lost. And then finally they McCaffrey kind of grounded them a little bit, but they're gonna miss Debo big time. Yeah, the shoulder injury, we're not gonna get an update probably until later in the week. Uh, who knows? But he Debo was on the uh sideline in street clothes for the entire second half. Uh let's hear a little bit uh from Brock Purdy. Cut six, please, Pete. Having to win by coming from behind. I mean, I think it is important. Um, you know, earlier this year, we had games like Cleveland and Minnesota and Cincinnati at, at one point. Like, you know, you're down and you got to find a way. It's fourth quarter. It's the NFL. Um, and then obviously we're in the postseason now. So we were all like, all right, this is it. And, you know, this is our season. And so um, for us to capitalize like that was huge for all of us. And yeah, credit to them. Those other games he referenced, the Cleveland game, the Minnesota game, those are games they lost. And this is a game they they did win. And, you know, Jordan Love, people say, oh, you know, the throws he's making, he looks a lot like, well, he gets like the Mahomes comparison or like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. To me, he's more Favre. I mean. Oh, I don't know about that. Make it, 
I couldn't you see him going more the Favre trajectory than the Rodgers trajectory? Uh, I feel like uh, Rodgers never turned the ball over. It, just the way that he throws off his back foot like Rodgers does. I, he looks like Rodgers style wise. I, the two of them are clones to me. I can't kill Jordan Love. It's, again, you're going against San Francisco at San Francisco in the rain. No, I'm not killing him either. I, I'm, I'm just thrilled saying, about Jordan Love. I thought I'm a Jordan Packers Love fan. was the better quarterback. He definitely was. And here's the thing about the Brock Purdy yardage. Like, you want to say he's at 252 yards. Again, this is – you can't ever look at his yardage and say that's, you know, that's the yak stuff too. This is not the explosive plays. Like, first of all, it was raining, even though Love was finding a way to make ex- some explosive plays. But that's not his game, you know? Well, regardless, who it's, it actually doesn't matter who the better quarterback was, who's the better team, because the Niners are not designed to be – you're not going to have their quarterback win the game. Look at all the talent around them. So the question is, is Brock Purdy good enough to win with this team? Not is he better than Jordan Love. Obviously, Jordan Love is a more talented quarterback. Yeah. But Brock Purdy, uh, is he the right quarterback for this team? Can he get this team where he wants to go? And I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, this is a good matchup with Detroit. It, we'll get to the Detroit matchup. I mean, they came within an eyelash here of getting upset. I mean, this was... You could say this is a a character win or showed you can play you can play and come from behind. I mean, there's a a less generous read on this, which is this was a questionable clock management game from Kyle Shanahan, especially at the end of the first half. And this was an escape where you should be thanking your lucky stars that you got out of here because Green Bay really did bring it to you. Yeah, now, but Green when, Bay had a couple weird clock management things too. When you look at it that way, though, you know how the playoffs work. It almost, yeah, Baltimore handled Houston and San Francisco escaped. But you know that that doesn't means nothing headed in the next round. The, the next round will have a completely different complexion. So if, if it's a dry game and Debo plays, I think the Niners will be fine. But if Debo's out, then it's all bets are off. Let's hear from Kyle Shanahan says Brock missed some plays, but he did lead them down the stretch for the win. Brock, yeah, he made some big plays in this game, missed a couple. Um, but leading us down on that last drive and getting the win, that's all you can ask for. You and I had a big debate on Friday about if things went off the rails for the 49ers, would they be looking, would Kyle Shanahan be tempted to look elsewhere for a quarterback this offseason, right? And that kept playing in my mind as the Green Bay Packers were going haymaker for haymaker with the 49ers in this game. Yeah, I would, I mean, listen, I think you're totally underestimating the rain. I think it's insane to judge Brock Purdy off that game. And the fact that he won the game, this is Kyle Shanahan. He loses that game every single time. I, I think Brock Purdy did what he needed to do. I say judge him next week on the dry weather against Detroit, a defense who really can't stop any quarterback. That's where I think I really want to get into it. Okay, but this is also comes back to like a crucial Maggie and Perloff debate from earlier this season, which is if you have a quarterback who can't play in the elements – at some point, that is going to be a problem for you. At some point, that's going to be an issue. And it may not be next week, and it may not be for the Super Bowl if the 49ers advance that far. But you having a quarterback who can't play in the rain is going to be a problem because yeah, it, it's football, and you have to play outside. Played well enough to have that game-winning drive and hit a bunch of passes at the end. 
I, this is Brock Purdy. I, yes, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I understand this. But to move on from that where San Francisco is would be nuts to me. Honestly, San Francisco's problems were stopping a run. I, that's what I'm concerned about, too, yes. because you're going against Detroit. And then if you beat them, you're going against Baltimore. If they can't stop the run, then there's a much – this is San Francisco. What happened in the San Francisco defense? They were fearsome at one point. That was a unit that's worried me. It's not Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, first of all, the other thing, too, is, okay, this is going to sound like an insult, but he's thrown to George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't need to be Superman. He just needs to put the ball out there. It's hard to do in the soaking rain, but just don't screw it up. That's all I'm asking for Brock Purdy. He's not going to go out there and win you the game. Hand the ball to McCaffrey. Don't throw interceptions, and he did that in the second half. Uh, speaking of the 49ers defense, you're right. I, there were times where I was surprised by this. Like I think Chase Young is a great player. I know he got traded midseason, and – of Washington Commanders like rebuild, but it, he was getting blocked by wide receivers. Yeah, he's. I don't know why you would think he's a great player. He never caused any problems for the Eagles. That was an issue for sure, and not just that, but you have the uh, Ambry Thomas, whatever the third quarterback who had the two big pass interference penalties. So listen, you've got you've got some issues on defense. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Fred Warner was holding that unit up for yeah. the. He was awesome first half. I can't wait to see Fred Warner against Sam Laporta. That that's gonna be so interesting. You're right. It's I I don't know what happened to that unit because weren't they the wasn't that the strength? Remember when they beat the Cowboys? They looked like the like a nickname worthy defense, and yeah. they don't now. Again, this is part of me defending Brock Purdy. <laughs> like it wasn't in a normal circumstance. I think San Francisco's defense would be better, and Purdy would have been just fine. It did look a little vulnerable, but I don't think they escaped. They were winning that game. I mean, even if we hit that field goal, if that game go to overtime, you really think that Green Bay was doing anything? I Yes, I, Green Bay was in that game. I just don't understand why on the other side of the two-minute warning, why LaFleur didn't start using his timeouts to try to give his team a little bit more time. Like, okay, I get it. You're on the positive side of the two-minute warning. I'm sure there's probably – I'm just assuming the coaches have done the work there that tells you just let it go down to the two-minute warning. Well, Both mi- guys had all three timeouts, yeah. and then you let 40 seconds bleed off the clock. Well, you had a minute seven to get in the field goal range. That right, you could have had a minute. You could have had a minute 30-something. Well, but you'd have one less timeout. That – Honestly, Jordan Love panicked on that last play. Yeah, he threw play. an interception on they first down. Plenty of, they had <laughs> plenty on. of time. To, all they needed was 25 yards and a minute seven. I understand what you're saying. You could have used it there. Probably a mistake, but that's not what cost them the game. Because they had plenty of time on that last drive. No, they did. But I, obviously, you know, you got your kicker who was shaky and who missed a field goal. So you're probably going to get as close I, as humanly possible. And the elements were definitely an issue for the kicking game. I think that was in their head. I think that was in Jordan Love's head. He's like, I got to win this on my own. You know, I'm going to be honest. I, I wonder if there's Packer fans out there today who are thinking this. And if so, we'd love to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. The moment that the Green Bay season seems like it's going in a way where like, wow, we might really have a shot here to make the playoffs and we see what we have uh, with Jordan Love. Don't you have to replace your kicker? I mean, this dude, I get it. He's a rookie, but he missed more kicks than any other kicker in the NFL this year. Like you were always an adventure with this kicking game. And once the season starts getting more and more serious, don't you have to think about replacing that guy? Kind of easy to say now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, this is like, don't you owe that to your team? I think some of this is trying to justify taking a wasting a draft pick on this guy. 
He was a yeah, like, that got it. He's got it drafted. I know it's the sixth round, but you know, you know how these GMs are. Like they don't want to make it look like they made a mistake in the draft, especially with a kicker. So when we ask why is a guy who wasn't even that great in college still kicking the NFL, even though he's missed all these kicks, I think that's a big reason why. Then that's hubris and ego. I, I think agree. it's I think it's because his brother is cash money. Daniel Carlson on the Raiders, he's the best player on the Raiders. He's the reason Antonio Pierce got a job, so I think they thought it was hereditary. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's just, that's insane. Like You can't actually run a, an organization like that. Let's give I, Jackson Mahomes a tryout. QB. Yeah, right. No thanks. <laughs> well, kickers, you know. you let in the stadium. Yeah, it, it is really ironic that all the great football this weekend, we had two kickers kind of blew it for their teams. But I, again, I, I think Andrews Carlson hits that. The Niners come right down, and they go to overtime. All the momentum was on San Francisco's side. I'm not sure it mattered. Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, said of his kicker, when he goes out there, I just pray. That can't be a strategy. Like, <laughs> you, you've got a team that pulled off an all-time upset against the Cowboys and was playing neck-and-neck neck with the 49ers. I mean, you had them on the road with a lead in the fourth quarter. You knew he was a liability. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Gary is in Oregon, wants to weigh in on the Packers side of things. Hey, Gary, what's up? Hey, good morning. So, uh, the Packers should have won that game. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I feel like they, in the first half, they they left points on when they went for that fourth and one with a QB sneak with Jordan Love. Uh, Instead, they could have just got three points. Uh, and then kicker missing, and then, yeah, Jordan Love, he panicked on that last play, throwing that pick. He just was just not thinking. But uh, I feel like the Packers should have won that game. And this Packer team, they're going to be really good for years to come, I believe. Gary, you and everyone else really excited, and thank you for the phone call, about what the Packers have in store for us in the future. Here is Jordan Love on that game-sealing interception. He called it a mortal sin. Looking back on it, yeah, throw it away. I, I don't know if I had an opportunity to be able to run, uh, maybe get out of bounds, but, um, you know, force it across the middle late, um, which is a mortal sin, and, uh, you know, it costs us. Yeah. Whew. 855-212-4CBS, the Packers side of things, you're welcome to weigh in on as we have their postmortem. And then for the 49ers, are you more or less convinced about Brock Purdy after that game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's neutral because how do you know what he's going to be like in dry weather against Detroit? You tell me that that was real Brock Purdy. He's still, the fact that he had 252 yards and one touchdown and no picks, I'm amazed that he did all that because he looked so uncomfortable. I'm telling you, he, it, it, it was a he good made, final drive. Yeah, he made some good final drive. big it was time a good throws. Game for Brock Purdy. No, it's definitely, I mean, do you think Brock Purdy thought he had a good game? I, I think he's, I think everyone there in San Francisco is like, wow, I can't believe we got that much out of Brock Purdy in a driving rainstorm. The guys, it's going to come in second in MVP. What do you mean got that much? Yeah, I mean, you look at even Jordan Love had a great game, but his numbers were nothing. I don't even think Jordan Love got to 200 yards and made in the last four drives of the Packers were nothing. Uh, let's go to New Orleans where the Big Easy is on the line. Hey, what's going on, Maggie and Perloff? How you doing? What's up? Um, I got uh, two things real quick. Eminem and Taylor Swift, boxes next to each other, celebrities coming out of the wazoo. It would be wonderful. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I something Perloff cannot connect to because he, uh, he likes celebrities. <laughs> okay. One other thing I got for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean. 
It's not as good as Bradley Cooper being in the stands, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maggie, one thing. I, I missed the first 18 minutes of the show this morning. Wow. Did you mention anything at all about the uh, the uh, also, the uh, fake punt? Uh, because I felt like uh, that was a huge mistake. But then on the, now that I've had time to think about it, y'all, you guys wasn't stopping nothing, just like the other side wasn't stopping nothing on the uh, defensive side of the uh, was it a good decision now Wait. that you've had time to think about it? Big Easy, let me answer. Since you missed first 18 shows, Maggie loved that call. No. She was like, she said that is the greatest call. No, I'm no. so glad they tried the fake punt. No, uh, I I don't know if I'll ever recover from that fake <laughs> punt, Big Easy. Uh, thank you so much for weighing in. If you missed the first 18 minutes of the show, that was when I basically disintegrated down into a puddle and then somehow I had to pick myself back up to the floor. Um First of all, if you are actually going to go with that fake punt, and again, how dare you put national hero DeMar Hamlin in that bad spot and make him look bad? Uh, he might have put himself in that spot, but go ahead. Yeah, well, McDermott took the, took the blame for it. I, If you are actually going to call that fake punt, I'd rather you just call timeout and put Josh Allen back on the field. Don't go down with this. Like, the Bills aren't a fake punt team. They don't do trick plays. Like, they, this isn't in their DNA. They don't do stuff like this. They're not the Lions who fake punt all the time. Yeah, and the eligible receiver with the offensive line and, you know, how the Kansas City Chiefs are always pirouetting and, like, spinning around and doing weird things. The Bills play it pretty straight, especially Re since the offensive coordinator switch. Real test, though. If they had made that fake punt. There's no shot they were making that fake punt. If they had made that fake punt, would you be ripping the call? Well, uh, no, but here's the thing. I'll you, might, you might have. Yeah, I'll rip it in two ways. One, going for that in that moment when you still had plenty of time left, right? You still had a lot of ball game. It should not have been that desperate. And then the second thing about it is, even if the Kansas City Chiefs had 10 men on the field, which is allegedly what triggered this you know, fake punt, how were they lined up? What angle did you have to get five yards running on the ground with DeMar Hamlin? Like, well, I don't understand why there were 10 chiefs on the field. They had, a, they were players short. And it felt like they had 15 guys on that run. <laughs> I don't understand how the play, nothing opened up. I know. 855-212-4CBS. So no, even with a little benefit of, of a couple hours of sleep. No, I don't think that was a good idea. 855-212-4227. We see you guys on the phones. I want to talk about Brock Purdy's performance from Saturday night and the 49ers now facing the Detroit Lions. Are they a team of destiny? Detroit, that is. We get all of that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. That was the last touchdown, right, Pete? Yes. Or, okay. Do you think the Packers let them score that touchdown so they could get the ball back with time on the clock? I was wondering about that because that looked awful easy. I know Kenny Clark on the Packers fell down. Yeah. I think they did an ole to let San Francisco score so they could get them, at least subconsciously, to get the ball back. Because then they had a minute seven with a chance to come down and at least tie the game. They did not. Uh, I think the rain was also coming down. There were two plays that defined that game. Uh, well, actually, really, well, when McCaffrey broke that tackle earlier and went for that long touchdown, that was a heartbreaker yes. for Green Bay. That's when, see, I don't think the Packers lost at the end. I thought they lost it a little bit earlier, and the fourth quarter was all about the Niners. Um, that long drive was a 12-play drive that Purdy took them on to score. 
Uh, and also, Jordan Love had a third and two and easily could have run for the first down, but tried to throw it in, in the driving rain, and he had no chance. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It, at that point in the game, Jordan Love, he gets the ball back with like a minute seven or what was it to, to try to go down and lead them at least to a game-tying field goal, even though their kicker was the shakiest kicker all season long. But like at that moment of the game, it had been Jordan Love, two touchdowns, one interception. I was so all in on Jordan Love at that moment. I was like, they're doing it. They're but, doing it. And then they did. But this in the fourth quarter, it was punt, interception, punt. It was not looking nearly as good as it did. The first half, it looked easy. I think I would have handed the ball to Aaron Jones all night long. That guy is amazing. Unbelievable. Let's go to Sam. He's in Oakland. He was at the game on Saturday night. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Give us the boots on the ground perspective. What'd you see? Well, as you get an inch of rain or an inch and a half of rain in one quarter, you know, it is going to be hard to grip the football. But I think the anti-Brock Purdy narrative just in the media is so strong. And the kid's very special. Uh, Seventh-round pick, you know, all that, you know, hullabaloo or whatever. But if you, if you boil it down, was Jordan Love clutch? No. Was Brock Purdy? Yes. That's all I have to say. Hey, Sam, how bad was the rain? Uh, well, they call them, you know, when I grew up, they called them storms. Now they're called atmospheric rivers or whatever, but uh, it was coming down pretty good. It was coming down pretty good, and it definitely was coming down more for Jordan Love on his last drive than it was for Brock. But uh, yeah. one one key play that uh, is definitely underrated, Chris Conley runs a seven route, and Brock Purdy hits him about 20 yards downfield. Yep. Chris Conley dropped that ball in another game where Debo was out, caught that one. That was a huge play. It was it, That was amazing. And Brock was great on that final pre- play, Sam. And, and to me, this is not – I think the media, if we're going to – like you know, mainstream media, this whole thing, if we're going to give the mainstream media, I think more people are way on Brock Purdy uh, than no. off of Brock Purdy. No. I, I, the reason why I go – I'm not trying to be negative about Purdy. I just think that it's clear that there are other players on the offense that would deserve the MVP over Brock Purdy. And if you say that – you're being a hater. And that's what I disagree with. Like saying that Christian McCaffrey or even Debo Samuel or even Trent Williams is also responsible for the success of this offense. All of a sudden you're a Purdy hater. And that's what I disagree with. Like I, I you can give credit to the other guys on the team. It might be a straw man thing, but I'm seeing a lot of takes like, Oh, what can Brock Purdy do to convince all the haters? I don't know if there really are that many haters. I think people but- love his story. Yeah, but it's funny. I think people are really are having trouble believing that a five foot eleven nothing guy with not a big arm who is Mister Irrelevant. I, I still think the draft thing is in their head. I think he's going to need to do a lot to get over that. That's just my opinion on Brock Purdy. Okay, I, I think he's a lot better than he should not have been Mister Irrelevant. Should have at least been a fourth round pick. Okay, well here's a th- we'd still be calling this like an underdog I was kinda, story. I was kind of kidding. About <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm like, geez, yeah. fourth rounder <laughs> yeah. doesn't really make a difference. But even we got reporting on Friday that came out after the show was over from ESPN that Brock Purdy himself said Kyle Shanahan went to him after last year, after last season, and said, you'll be our starter if Tom Brady won't come. Yeah, but the guy's elbow was hanging, dangling off the side. Like, he couldn't even grip a football until August. I get it, but I'm just saying... It was people who are saying like, oh, a Purdy hater. Oh, you know, Kyle Shanahan believing in Purdy. Kyle Shanahan was actively trying to recruit Tom Brady to come and take over. 45-year-old Tom Brady. So this love affair, while it might be strong now, let's just not 
paint a picture that's not true. They were trying to get Tom Brady to come and replace right. Brock Purdy this season. Replace Brock Purdy. They had no idea if Brock Purdy was even going to be in the league week one. He was. So, it's actually quite a miracle that he played all season. Yeah, I don't. True. I actually don't even physically understand it. When we talked to him last year at the Super Bowl, he couldn't even shake our hands. So I think the Brady thing was a one year. Wait till Purdy's healthy. You don't think there's a love affair right now with Kyle Shannon? The fact that Purdy won that game, that Shanahan always loses. Yeah. Matt Ryan didn't win that game. So I, I think that's still strong. That being said, man, this Lions-Niners game, forget anything that happened. This is going to be an incredible battle of running games. I, whoever can run that game, who if Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery can control the game, then it's not even going to be up to Purdy. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines. Yo. Guys, good morning. Uh, I need some help figuring something. Baby, was it over when she laid down on your couch? Was it over when he unbuttoned my blouse? Or was it over <laughs> when Tyler Bass did this? Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good! A little prophecy. Tyler Bass has struggled, and he just misses the kick. I don't know if we have a poll yet today, but it wasn't over when she (laughs) laid down on on your couch, he unbuttoned my blouse, or Tyler Bass missed the field goal. (laughs) She's going to change the lyrics for the Asian tour. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) It'll be over next week. I saw a tweet last night that said, uh, wide right, Tyler's version. Oof. (sighs) Mitch. Oh, <laughs> I was a little slow on that. Yeah, yeah weird. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, the highlight, Mitch Holtis. Now I see this is the part about when you get involved with sports is now all of Taylor's songs are going to be like tainted for me. And that is a shame because usually uh, an artist has to do something a little bit more egregious for you to stop like listening to their music. Like, you know, I've got a don't really love listening to like Chris Brown and like people who, you know, have these really high profile mistakes that they've made and, mm. and bad behavior. Like Kanye, Ta- you mean? Like, yeah. Like, my R- daughter. R- struggles Kelly. With yeah, R. Kelly. Yeah. Like Taylor, just by virtue of her now dating Kelsey and being this massive, annoying Chiefs fan. Now her her music is ruined, and it's unavoidable. You, anywhere you go, I mean, Taylor Swift music plays all the time. Yeah. So this is going to be the rest of your life. Ridiculous! <laughs> Someone put out a new song, please. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, anyone. He's like, Doja Cat, anybody? Dulipa, give me, give me like three more songs. Please. Pete, here's the thing: there are a lot of new songs because you haven't listened to anything post 1994. <laughs> no, I do. So I come keep on up with everything. Oh, okay. uh, Billy Joel put out an album. In That's, right. <laughs> That's right. He had that classical album too, that everyone hated. Uh, the missed field goal, wide right. Uh, KC got one first down after it put the game away, 27-24 over the Bills. Third time in four years they kick Buffalo. Out of the postseason, Josh Allen said the offense should not have left Bass in that situation. And Sean McDermott wishes the Chiefs hadn't scored 27 points. Overall, uh, we didn't do enough defensively to uh, to impact the game more than we could have. The Chiefs in their sixth consecutive AFC title game. This will be the first one on the road Sunday afternoon in Baltimore. Then it's Lions, Niners in Santa Clara for the NFC title, thanks to Detroit's 31-23 escape at home 
against the Bucks. Baker Mayfield's second INT of the day finally removed doubt for Detroit, who is one win away from its first Super Bowl appearance. Jared Goff doing it again, 287 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. The Bears are close to hiring Seahawks OC Shane Waldron for that same position. The Eagles have reportedly parted ways with defensive coordinator Sean Desai, and the Falcons interviewed Texans OC Bobby Slowick for their head coaching job yesterday. Um, do you think it matters that they didn't score any points on the offense mm. for Bobby Slowick? I mean, the Texans are a great story. I'm very, you know, C.J. Stroud, great, but they didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. No, nobody loves a one-yard run more on first down than Bobby Sloak. <laughs> I, I think Sloak hurt himself a bunch of different games. He's so unaggressive on first down. You have this great quarterback. Let him fling it around the field. I do not want Bobby Sloak. He's the one coach who I'm not interested in. But what's wow. going on in Atlanta? Because... Belichick gets a second interview. Apparently, Harbaugh's getting a second one. They keep racking up all of these OC guys. They're doing nothing for the first few days of the cycle. And is Belichick the guy? Is he not the guy? I don't, what's going I mean, on there? If you fly the guy private to Atlanta and you interview him on your yacht in the Virgin Islands, he's got to be your guy. Who do you do that for? Belichick, Belichick. or Harbaugh? Both Belichick, those were the stories that he flew. The first interview was on a on a, a Arthur Blank yacht right. in the Virgin Islands. Just him and Blank. Yes, and then the second one was he flew on a, a Blank's private jet to yeah. Atlanta. He's got to be your guy. I Did don't you know see what where the he hell stopped the at Hulk... Chick Fil A yeah. in the suit. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, well, there's Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk had a report that Belichick might have problem with the structure where he doesn't report straight to the owner. He reports to CEO Rich McKay. Right. So that's a, the issue with Belichick is you're not just getting a coach. You might be getting a guy who wants to run the whole show. I also think that you, that Belichick is going to wait some of these um, games out too, because look, the Bills that could be something that pops up. I think he's waiting it out too. So these he's other interviews right are the Falcons having backup plans? Yes, they in have case to. they don't get them, they have to. With those two guys, you have to. They're in demand. You have to have your backup plan. I don't know. Or Belichick's in demand? You think? I think so. I mean, Florio said that too. That there are teams that have a coach. There's one team with lurking. a coach that is thinking about him. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's Buffalo. I just I just think Sean McDermott has so much power in that organization. He was hired before the general manager, the owner. I don't know. He hasn't spoken to the media in four years. So I, I think um I think it's disrespectful kind of to Belichick if you bring him in for the second interview and you don't close the deal. Like what it's Bill Belichick. Like if you're gonna interview him twice or Harbaugh for that matter, like Unless it's Belichick saying, I can't do this, it should not be, oh, the Falcons have cold feet here after two yeah. interviews. Dude won six Super Bowls. I, I, Tom Brady wasn't responsible for every single one of them. Let's give the guy credit. Well, yeah, but what if he comes in there and says, I want to pick the players? There's a lot of recent history to show this is not a great formula, especially a team like Atlanta who has to build something. I'm not sure if Belichick says, I have to be the GM. Oh, then, then I'm doing a second interview with somebody else well, I because wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that now. I agree with you. I wouldn't bring him in for the second interview if that's what he's saying. Don't you get that out of the way in the first interview? Well, maybe they're trying to find a gray area where Belichick gets a level of control he's comfortable with and Atlanta gets a level of control they're comfortable with. That doesn't sound good. I mean, it reminds me of the same problem with Harbaugh. Harbaugh is going to come into any building. You know he's the coach in this cycle, but he's going to say, give me everything. And you know how these guys are. Owners and GMs don't want to give it up. And it takes time, too, to negotiate. That really takes time. If I'm Arthur Blank, that's a lot of money to be spent to still haven't figured out what the McKay-Belichick relationship is like. I feel like that could have been handled out over lobster on the yacht. Right, like the, the, we were we in second, third interview. Wait, now you're worried about the cost yeah, of the private flight? I mean, you no, know I don't think any other coach is going on the yacht. 
And you have a problem with Rich McKay? Come on. That's why NFL owners do their business. Remember that whole Tom Brady walked up to the yacht to meet Brian Flores? That's their office. Was like floating in the Mediterranean while he was losing the commanders. Well, that's because he needed to be in international waters to evade the police. Jeffrey Lurie couldn't meet with Nick Sirianni because he was spending two extra days in St. Martin the other day. These (laughs) owners are not like us. It's not like, you know, of course that's where he is. Look, if I'm serving you on a yacht, you got to deal with Rich McKay, okay? That should be the least of your problems. Like, what are we doing here, Bill Belichick? Come on. I don't know exactly the structure. All I know is anytime any rule comes up, Rich McKay is the face of the NFL and has been <laughs> right. forever. He's a powerful dude, DJ. I mean, I get that, but I just I just don't know at this point. And I know, look, the Falcons haven't been the best-run organization. But how do you get this far into it? And we're still questioning whether or not Belichick and McKay can work together. Like This is something that feels like it should be have figured out already. And clearly it, it hasn't because if this is what's holding it up, and now we're interviewing Brian Callahan for a second interview. I mean, you talk about putting those two guys in line up, Bill Belichick and Brian Callahan. I mean, <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing here? Uh, also, they might be waiting for Ben Johnson. I, I like Ben Johnson a lot, but again, it, it, it I agree with Maggie. It does feel a little disrespectful to Bill Belichick, and I hate to say it as a Jet fan, but, I mean, the guy is, what, six Super Bowls? You're Atlanta. You're already worried about the respect of Bill Belichick. You have to build a champion here. You can't. If you're going to worry about Bill Belichick's feelings, then that's not a great template for success. I would say the other part is while you're, while you're messing around on the yacht with Belichick, Harbaugh could be getting away. I mean, he, to me, is like the – you have a quarterback situation where you need one. Harbaugh is the only person I want coaching that guy out of the quarterback, out of the coaches in this cycle. It is interesting though. Jim Harbaugh is—he's uh, on a heater. He's doing great, but how is he going to coach nine teams? Because there are <laughs> at least nine to fourteen teams, including my Philadelphia Eagles, your Buffalo Bills, the Michigan Wolverines, the Dallas Cowboys. Go on and on Chargers, the list: Falcons. the Chargers, the Falcons. Uh, he's a talented guy. Uh, Bogus. What else? Do we uh, have? Women's college hoops yesterday. Caitlin Clark and Iowa saw their fifteen-game win streak end in OT at Ohio State. And then Clark didn't see a fan storming the court as she tried to leave it. The collision left Clark on the ground for a few moments. Basically blindsided and, um, you know, kind of scary. Could have caused a pretty serious injury to me and knocked the win out of me. But um, luckily, my teammates kind of picked me up and got me off the court. So, um, you know, this is what comes with the territory. I mean, I'm sure they tried their best to do whatever they could. Obviously, it didn't work, and that's disappointing. Uh, her head coach, Lisa Bluter, a little angrier postgame. That just should not happen. It should not happen. Our players should be safe. They should be able to walk off the floor. Um, I, that's uh, that's very disappointing. I, I think Ohio State, great team, great environment, but but obviously very disappointed with the postgame, with our players getting injured trying to walk out of the gym. Uh, and I think students, fans were also taunting Clark and Hawkeye players as well as they were leaving. Uh, and the videos, if you haven't seen yeah. it, grainy video, a couple of different angles of it. It's a pretty legit collision. Okay, can I ask a question about this? First of all, I, it's like, this feels like a catch-22. You want be able, people to be able to storm the court. Yeah. It's one of the great things about college sports. But at the same time, you do need people to be safe and sure. be able to exit. And this was a total blindside. Was it a man or a woman who hit her? I couldn't tell. I can't tell. Oh, I'm not sure. It's a bigger person. Whoever it is has some, like, heft to him or her, and that's why it was – and neither one saw the other. Yeah. So there's no protecting. There's no preparing for the hit. They just collide, and Clark goes down. But I feel like people are, okay, making a little bit more of this hit than it actually was. 
It could have been really bad, but it obviously was not. It looked bad. Though. I mean, it wasn't. She and it got wasn't right on back up. They just no. She oh, didn't get right back. No, up. She, no, 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 they had to help her. Oh, come on! Watch the hit in slow mo. You she, really like, think her that was? Head kind of like whips back. Oh, get it. See, you guys are making it seem like an NFL hit. It was nothing that bad. Wow, they were going really fast, and that yeah. fan was running. And now, to be like, the fan didn't do it on purpose. Like they they just ran into each other. Yeah, neither of them were looking at each other. But I always said, if you're gonna do court storms, one, they should be designated games before. So you should hmm. both teams should know. Hey, if this team upsets you, there will be a court storming, and the court storming should happen after the players get off the court. I know, but that takes some of the spontaneity out of the court. You gotta keep it safe. Get rid of it. Uh, you don't want to get Enough rid of it. it. Enough of it. All right. We we know we know you can do it. <laughs> Enough. People really? getting hurt now. Okay. Pete, no more court storms. Yeah. Yes. No, no more Jason Kelsey. So that's the two things cheer? you've crossed off the how list about this morning. How we in the stands? Like like, well, like had a uh, adults. All right. Come on. Like adults. They're not adults. Yeah. Enough. Enough court storming. Enough. Barry, yeah. it's definitely a woman. Is yeah. it a woman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it. I couldn't tell. She's wearing a vest. Mm. I I'm watching again and again. I don't want to use the word flop here. But I'm, it's I'm not a flop. <laughs> Please don't. I mean, it, that is the, that, open your social media today. There are a lot of people who are slow mowing this. Did Caitlin Clark sell that one? For, for what? <laughs> a fine for right. Ohio State? <laughs> a technical? Just out of habit. <laughs> Everybody, she's a basketball player. You know how to go down. You got to get two shots out of that play. I think that's probably about it, right, Bogus? Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Caitlin Clark was flopping as she got blindsided by a fan that we don't know as a man or a woman. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Want to talk about what went on with the 49ers. Are you feeling more confident or less? Was this a great comeback win or is this a sloppy near loss? Two sides and two ways to look at this. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, don't move. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Apparently, there is optimism, the absolute latest. Optimism for Debo. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Samuel, according to Ian Rappaport, he avoided a fracture of his shoulder mm. or anything. Uh, all the x-rays were negative. And so there is some some quiet optimism that he'll be ready for the NFC Championship. Yeah, he goes out of the game and Kyle Shannon's like, I have no idea what to do on offense for a little <laughs> bit. And then it, then he got it back. He's like, oh, yeah, I have Christian McCaffrey. I'm good. Uh, let's go to John. He's in San Diego, wants to talk about the Niners. Hey, John, what's up? Hi, uh, how are you guys doing this morning? We're doing excellent. How are you? Good. I just want to chime in on the, the Niners' defensive front. And uh, under Robert Sala, that was a top-five defense. Bosa was uh, defensive player of the year under D'Amico Ryans last year. And they generated no sacks. He got millions of dollars on that defensive line. And I just want to put a little blame game on uh, defense coordinator Steve Wilkes. And uh, props to Brock Purdy for leading that last drive and Chris Conley for that 17-yard grab at the end. Nobody even knew he was on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, you're right about that. And it was, yeah, Conley, Brock Purdy finding Juwan Jennings a couple different times. Juwan Jennings is legit, yeah, he though. Is, he's, all, he's like Johnny on the spot for them. He's a tough dude, too. When he blocks downfield, he just destroys you. Yeah, and that he is, looks huge. I yeah. agree 100%. This is big time on Steve Wilkes. What happened to this defense from last year? He's right. The players are still out there, and they just do not look like the same team at all. Apparently going from the booth to the sideline only gets you so far. Uh, Gary is in Jacksonville. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, guys. Maggie, I was just checking on you. See how you're doing with your Bills and Josh Allen. You know, right before the field goal, he missed a crossing wide receiver wide open, goes for the hero ball in the end zone that he always tries to play. And that's why he comes up short, Maggie, every postseason. You know, he tries to be Superman. And too often, he's Clark Kent. I know, but Gary, I can't blame <laughs> Josh Allen today for this. First of all, oh. he was taking all the checkdowns all game. They were mostly mm. playing a pretty conservative style. And then that pass to the end zone, I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good idea. It's a good throw. It's just Chris Jones happened to get backed up no, into Deion Dawkins. Up a guy, right, Andrew, the guy that yeah. you pick up fifteen yards there. No, I get it. I've been watching it play all morning, Gary. You're right. He they first of all, the clock was an issue too. If you score there, you're not stopping Patrick Mahomes with four downs to play with on the next okay, drive I'd anyway. I'd rather score. Like, I'd rather but it score was, and take the lead. It was not an easy play. Uh, I, I Honestly, I think you could have just get close enough where Josh Allen Thank can you, run Andrew. over the defensive line. Preach, preach, Andrew, preach. Maggie, you did tweet something. You yes. said, my quarterback's tougher than your defensive lineman. That yeah. is actually true. <laughs> 
If you that just get on the touchdown, I was uh, just get talking. close enough for Josh Allen to run over the defense, and you're going to win that game with 30 seconds left and a four point lead. That's what they needed. Okay, okay, but you have to credit the Chiefs' defense. They basically contained James Cook and Josh Allen for most of that fourth quarter. They did a great job. They stiffened their backs, and I don't they know. were they able were, to stop there, the run. There were receivers running all open underneath, Megan. You know it. Yeah, I can't put this one on Allen. 855-212-4CBS. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.